0: Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power.
1: Hello, welcome to the first ever live Liquid Football! Come on, let's have it! Here we go! I'll tell you what, we've got a great show in store for you tonight. Unfortunately, Kelly couldn't be here tonight, but we have a great replacement. You're in safe hands. Give it up for the one and only... It's Laura Woods, everyone!
2: Over to you,
3: Laura. Thank you, mate. Oh, watch the table. (laughs) I promised Rocket I wouldn't wear heels tonight. Sorry about that, mate. <laughs> first of all, guys, thank you very much for coming here. As you heard, it's the first time we've ever done this, the first live liquid football, together with Paddy Power and, of course, Joe. Now, it's a massive, massive game this weekend. The top two teams in the Premier League, Manchester City, and, of course, six points clear at the top, Liverpool. And this is the show that puts you inside the dressing room and, of course, in the boots of the football players. So we're going to invite some football players onto the stage. Are you ready for this? Yay! Okay. first of all, a man with a foot in both camps, having played for Manchester City and Liverpool, and recently given up his boots and swapped them for a pair of dancing shoes. Please welcome to the stage, Mr David James. (laughs) 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 Hello, David. You're going to take a seat over there. I'm going to take a seat over here. Someone's given me a cushion, so I'm a little bit higher. I'm quite glad about this. Yeah. And I'm quite glad that you're over there because you're exceptionally tall. Now, David, we'll speak to you in a moment, but we're going to wait, welcome on our next guest. Uh, please give a warm welcome to this man, uh, a man who wore the famous all-red shirt at Anfield. Uh, and he also knows a little bit about rivals, having experienced the old firm games up in Scotland. Please welcome to stage Charlie Adam. <laughs>
4: Welcome, yeah. welcome.
3: Anyway, you like him. I think, yeah. Why don't you come and sit next to me, Charlie? There we go. OK, next up, he's a liquid football regular, a former Arsenal, Fulham, and Chelsea midfielder. He's also survived... I love this story. <laughs> he's going to tell this, I hope. Uh, he's also asked, uh, survived asking Roy Keane for his autograph when he was 16 years old in the tunnel at Highbury. Nonetheless. <laughs> Can you shut up? (laughs) Please welcome to the stage Steve Sidwell. Okay, so for the Liverpool fans in the room, I think you're going to like this one. Would you like to see a current Liverpool player? How about the city fans? <laughs> no. Nope? Okay. Uh, please welcome to the stage a very, very special guest, uh, a man whose former club was West Ham. Uh, he's made himself an instant hero
5: in the European <laughs> Super
3: Cup final. Please welcome to the stage Adrian. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
1: Hey, he looks smart Adrian. as well, doesn't he? He does, yeah, He's very,
5: very smart. smart. He's
3: put you all to shame there, he really, has, hasn't he? It. He's <laughs> my best gear. <laughs> your best yeah. You retired in the wrong era of football, didn't you? <laughs> Go
5: for um, the manager, look,
3: <laughs> uh, Adrian, first of all, thank you very much for taking time out your You're schedule welcome. because obviously in the middle of the season, it's a very important time for you and your teammates at the moment. Um, what's the mood like in camp?
4: Oh, really happy to come here to, to share time with you all, uh, obviously with you as well. And it was a great move for me to come to Liverpool and, and in that momentum of the club and I really enjoyed that momentum, yes.
3: What was it like being a new boy? Because you've, you've left West Ham, you've come to Liverpool, European champions, there's a really good vibe around. Were you nervous about joining that team?
4: Yeah, I think for me, personally, it was a great move because after leaving West Ham at the end of my contract, I was expecting to sign for a Spanish club. I have a good offer Abroad, but when Liverpool came in, uh, yes, we fixed the document and we did the contract just today, so it was an easy decision. Yeah?
3: Were you nervous walking into the, the dressing rooms and the changing rooms around the camp because they're quite a unified team, aren't they? Sorry. Were you nervous when you walked in? So, you're, you know, on day one, was it like the first yeah, day as, of school?
4: As, as we say, it's like the first day in the school, obviously, uh, you are looking everyone, just Observing the, the panorama, like seeing one player, the other, different individual egos, also as well. But I uh, was like really happy because uh, it was my decision to come to a big club like Liverpool and, and to enjoy with the team.
1: Uh, oh, sorry actually, was there the move to Liverpool? Did it come about quite late, or was there sort of? Because normally, when you when we go to a club, you normally hear negotiations first of all, whispers mm-hmm. was this done quite late in terms of, of the move in general or did it happen
4: quite quickly? It happened really quick because they were already in the pre season. Yeah. Uh, I was training by myself with my goalkeeper coach in Seville uh, because it started July and, and I mm-hmm. need to get in fit to the moment to go so to right, the right, club. That is late then, isn't it? So it was late uh, at July, at the end of July, but at the beginning of August we received the call from Liverpool and we wow. we fixed Everything in just two days. Sorry, two days? Because of the Spanish team we're really close, but yeah, <laughs> I yeah. have to say... <laughs> it must have been a good contract. The two cons- <laughs> there must have been a lot of zeros, <laughs> no problem.
1: Sorry, no.
3: David and Charlie, you both made that move. What was it like for you?
2: I think it was different for me because... Well, lucky for me, I was at Rangers as a youngster growing up, so I was at a big club growing up, so I had that experience. And then I went to Blackpool and... Um, I was like a kid in a sweet shop. When Liverpool come for me, it was, it was just an unbelievable experience that I never thought I was going to get. I'd done well for Blackpool, and I thought that, you know, I, I might have ended up at somewhere like a Newcastle or West Ham, something like that. But when a club like Liverpool comes, it was the only place I wanted to go. And funnily enough, it was my only option. It was just strange that nobody else in the Premier League wanted me. It's not a bad option. No but, <laughs> I mean, it, no, but but like, <laughs> yeah. no, normally when you have a Liverpool, there's maybe three or four other clubs might want you, want you as well. I had no other option apart from Liverpool. Listen, I'd never turn it down again. I, I was delighted to go there. And, you know, it's, um,
1: have you got to tell the story about Kenny with the, the
2: cup of tea? Oh, yeah. So when I um, I'd spoke to, to Kenny a couple of times, um, Kenny said to me, listen, I want you to come round to the house. And I was so nervous, I drove to my agent. Gone to um, Southport, where he lives. And um, so I turn up at the door. And uh, chap on, and he opens the door. So here's Kenny Douglas, Scottish icon. Everybody's looked up to him. Hero. Stood in his pyjamas, slippers on. (laughs) So I I go to his house. And he's like this to me. um, Wife's on holiday. Do you want a cup of tea? I says, yeah, yeah. He says, right, okay, the kitchen's in there. Put the kettle on, milk's in the fridge. So I'm there making a cup of tea, and I'm, I look at my agent sat on the table, I said, what? And Kenny's not even in the room at this time. So I'm making this cup of tea for me, my agent, Kenny. He's only sat in there watching the, 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 my US Open, the golf. And I'm like, I was just so surreal that I'm making him a cup of tea in his house, and he said, by the way, the biscuits might be off, because... Obviously, the missus is on all day for a few weeks, so I'm not sure if I've got anything else in. <laughs> so it was just unbelievable. So that's one of the stories I told. But I was lucky that, you know, talking about first days going into Liverpool, Kenny actually took me, because I wasn't driving at the time. I never had no licence. So Kenny picked me up from the academy and took me to Melwood. And um, so he drove me into the training ground, and
0: it was just, yeah, it was amazing.
3: How about you, David?
0: Well, my story wasn't as interesting as that, but... Um... <laughs> I, mean, I was in Watford. I had, uh, I had offers from other clubs, and this is before the Premier League had even started. And I kind of like, Premier League. What's that? What's, what's it going to be like? <clears throat> um, big Bruce Grobbler fan because I'm a Luton Town fan. Hence the orange <laughs> jumper. Sorry. Yeah. Definitely Cornier. silence out there. Um, and I, I saw Liverpool come to Kenilworth Road. I might have won. Kenny might have scored. But anyway, Bruce Grobela was the most amazing goalkeeper back in the 80s that had ever been in English football. So, like, I was a bit of a Liverpool follower in that sense. Um, Then the offer came to go up to Liverpool, and it was like, that's up north. (laughs) (laughs) I think at 21 years old, I was offered Liverpool, and I knew who Liverpool were, obviously, because of what they'd done and success in in the 80s. But I was a Watford boy, as in... Family club. Mm. I used to hang around in the club shop until it's shut, drinking coffee, smoking fags, and playing darts. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was more smoking fags than there was drinking coffee, but anyway. And then I went to Liverpool and I said to the guys, uh, Where's the club shop? And I think it was a little room, wasn't it, just by the Shankly Gates? It would be a weird thing, anyway. Water cabin, yeah. Uh-huh? It was a cabin, yeah. yeah. So nowhere to play darts. Um, and then I realised that Liverpool wasn't like Watford. I kind of thought the football club would still be run the same way. And we went on uh, a pre-season trip to Italy and walking down a road with Ian Rush, who I knew was like a half-decent footballer. <laughs> uh, and this kid runs across the street and asks for an autograph. And it was like, shit, this guy's famous. Uh, you can understand, my football upbringing is slightly different to other people. And then I realised the magnitude of Liverpool Football Club. Which was a bit of a shock. Um, hmm. And especially when your teammate was Bruce Grobler, the guy that I'd seen at Kenilworth Road catch in a corner on a penalty spot, which inspired me to be the goalie that dropped loads of crosses. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: it's, it's a weird way of relationships work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't even remember what the question was. But, um, <laughs> Don't worry
1: about it. <laughs> JMO, j- j- okay, j- j- <laughs> j- j- do you think it helped though, being a bit naive, not knowing how big. It was going in, whereas if you're an owner, yeah, now... Well, a well, my,
0: my first day in a training ground, it was kind of like I was Dave James at another football club, which was str- slightly strange as well because it was my only other football club. But yeah. Because yeah. I think you can be in awe of the fact that Kenny Dalglish is making you yeah. tea.
3: What about you, Steve? Because you've made
1: these big moves. Did, yeah, mine, did you
3: feel pressure when you moved to
1: My mine, um, mine was really surreal because I grew up. Um, I was born in Wandsworth, just out, just st- stones throw from from Chelsea, um, and then when I signed for Chelsea, obviously Mourinho was manager, and you know it was J T Lampard, Balak, Mc uh, McAlady, Drogba, getting handed that number nine. I mean, never helped. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was players that I'd watched in the Premier League, thinking like these, these are heroes to me as well. All my family were Chelsea, so when I signed, our first day. Was we flew to LA for pre-season. So my first day was on a plane for like seven hours with Chelsea. Who did you sit next to? I sat next to the kit man. Cause I was so nervous. I didn't, <laughs> honestly, I was so nervous. I didn't want to go and sit. I didn't want to go sit next to any of the players. So I was like, the kit man I was like, "Come sit next to me." But for that that seven hours, I kept sort of I I kept sort of forgetting that I'm... On a flight going to pre season with Chelsea, I was like on an easy jet flight, just going for a loo and going, Oh shit, it's McLean, oh bloody hell, <laughs> It's Balak. <laughs> but did you, did, you, did you, when you
2: sat on the flight, because you were young, enough, did you sit and like stare at people and really wondering what they were doing and things? Because I had done that when I first went to Liverpool. So yeah, when you I do. was in a hotel and yeah, that, I, awe that. I was in yeah. awe of like, That's Stevie, respect, isn't it? Suarez, people, and I was, you'd sit there and you'd look, and then for 30 seconds you think, they're they? do you know what I mean? But it's just that's what these type of people do to you, do you know what I mean? And it's did, it, you,
3: it, did you feel like you had to impress early?
2: Oh, definitely, because every pass I thought, what, Are they watching me? Are they thinking he's shit? And were they? And that's that's actually what I did. Every time I gave the ball, I was thinking they probably think to the manager, Get him out. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way it is, and that's how, how, that's how you feel and how nervous you get.
3: Did you feel that, Adrian?
4: Yeah, for me as well because, as I said, guys before, last season I didn't play for West Ham, so everyone have that memory for last season. The player is the last time you do is the last time the people remember. Yeah. Uh, but come after an injury of Allison in the first game was a big pressure for me because Ali was one of the best players last season and everyone is going to expect the mm-hmm. second goalkeeper to do as well as him. But I think the, the point of more impact for me was the Super Cup, when I saved a penalty and, and I helped the team to get that title. So that gave me, like... Give <laughs> me, like, a lot of confidence to, to keep pushing. I said, OK, now I'm here in Liverpool and I'm the number one right now, so I'm going to give everything.
5: Were there... Do we... Do we...
1: I've just got to give an insight to people because they don't realise... When you go to another club... So when you leave a club, when you clear your locker out, you literally get given a black bin liner. I promise you. From the kit yeah, there, yeah. And you get given a black bin liner and it's like, right... Boots, shin pads, shower gel, yeah. and, what, and what else... This is everyone. St- and what else Everybody. you get steal is this steal well, yeah. <laughs> at training system? I've still got stock training this, gear, I've never at all. Honestly, this, uh, is so, I, um, this is the God's honest its truth. So literally you clear your locker out and it's a black bin line. And thinking, it depends which, what club this, you're at. Some, some people have Gucci badges, bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They're looter than Gucci no. bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're clearing your locker room out into a black bin liner. you're saying you could buy you obviously you're nicking whatever you came yeah. like, on the way out of the front door and then you walk into obviously a new club with a black bin liner walking into the dressing room and you, you probably get literally one or two days grace didn't you like yeah. as if you're a good player or not and then after that if you, like, obviously, with Kiwi, if they come and catch a ball when they mm-hmm. drop it, you're getting battered. If one goes under your foot, you're just like, how much? Like, on, like, you need to impress early doors.
3: Was it, in the context of goalkeepers at Liverpool, did you have any of that in your mind, that there's even more pressure? Because, obviously, the, the past goalkeepers, have, 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 the, the way that they left has been quite unceremonious. All the past
0: goalies in, are really, really good. Aren't yeah, all the... <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, was there a little bit of added pressure...
4: Yeah, obviously, it's a lot of pressure in a big club like Liverpool, uh, and also if the goalkeeper was one of the best last season, the best goalkeeper with that, even that uh, trophy Mm -hmm. for him, I think well deserved because he did really well. So I knew when I came to Liverpool that was a big challenge in my career uh, to face uh, this kind of keeper. So I think the competition between us is great because going to improve a lot and. It's not good when you are in a comfort zone in your life and you, you know you're going to play every week. So if someone from behind you is pushing, it's great for us, like a player. No? Or, or and, I also think,
2: and I think you'll get more respect for pushing Alisson more than you would be just, listen, everybody knows it's, you know Alisson's going to be number one, but for every day you push him, you push him, because you, like you say, you never know one mm-hmm. injury and you could be in for the whole season and it's it's important that you apply yourself day in, day out to push him and, and he knows that you're on his coattail, you know?
4: Yeah, totally mm. draw. <laughs> Fan,
5: fans love him, really. Yeah, they do love him.
3: You're an instant hero. It must be Brilliant. amazing. We will come back to that. Um, obviously, we know how big a game it is this weekend. Um, the odds reflect that in Paddy Power's odds. Both teams are 6-4 to four to win, but the draw is 5-2. to two. Um so let's talk about this then, because it doesn't get much bigger than Manchester City going to Anfield to play Liverpool this weekend. How much did you look forward to big, big games, David? Was there any nerves or was it all adrenaline?
0: I think, well, it depends what you define as a big game because obviously the, uh, the local derby became a big game. The first time I experienced that, I, I went back to my childhood or my, my youth in the 80s when there was a lot of violence around football and I couldn't understand two. Rival groups of fans sharing a same stadium, without violence. And this is my first year in Liverpool, first season. So I look around the back of the cop, and there was this big blue st- group of fans. I was like, "How's how are they not had the shit beaten out of them?" So am i allowed to swear on this. Yeah, kidding? you yeah, just yeah, did. Don't Go worry out. about <laughs> it. <laughs> Everyone it can up. swear. We've been um, we've been okay. And then uh, this was going back to that earlier question. This is a bit of my sort of understanding of, of Liverpool as a city how wonderful it is and how you can have this rivalry but it's a respected rivalry. Um, that was always a, a massive game. You say the build-up. Because it's Liverpool who had won so much, it was Everton who hadn't won anything. Uh, did they win the Merseyside Reserve? Uh, whatever it was. Um, Are there been, good any good Ev- Evertonians in there?
5: I, Can you... <laughs>
0: can I leave before you leave? Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, no, but it was, it the, the, the size of the game obviously depends on the opposition, not necessarily league position. I think yeah. with Manchester derby was probably, or Liverpool-Manchester was the worst one.
3: Well, Charlie, I've, that, I've, yeah. I've, I feel like I need to ask you about, about derbies yeah. and about the mentality of going into one uh, because of your days. old-firm yeah,
2: old games The old-firm games were incredible. Like, going through to David, what David said, that it was just hatred and it still is now and it's, and it's a shame, but They days are special, you know, the whole atmosphere And the build up to the game Back when Man City, Liverpool Listen, Man United is still the the biggest game for for Liverpool And it always will be Um, But at the moment Man City are the the title contenders and the challengers Um, But the big games are are, are special And, you know, they are the ones that you look forward to And, you know, it's just whoever can can hold their nerve And that bit of quality on the day
3: Steve, did you ever get nerves?
1: Um, I think, I think if a footballer says they would never got nervous before a big game, I think they're lying. I get nervous before any game.
3: What well, about before shows like this?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I,
2: even show like even even if I'm playing for the, the under 23s i s, I've always got a feeling in my stomach I mean, a, a sick feeling or an excite. Yeah, I just get excited and nervous about any game. Doesn't matter if it's.
1: It's, it's one of them. As soon as the whistle blows, though... yeah, you're fine. You're like literally, just, it just it goes. And people say like so many fans have said can you hear the fans what they say can you hear them see? and you can't it's just literally a blur it's like whatever goes on inside that them white lines of the pitch it's just you don't know what's going on else
3: Adrian I'm going to ask you for a little bit of inside information are there any players any individuals that Liverpool currently now that really suffer from nerves before games big games
4: yes I say, I say it's, it's impossible to play a game with this nervous your stomach obviously we had to uh, change that negativity in your mind to a positive way, mm. uh, but in, in this kind of games, everyone wants to win, but no one wants to lose, so everyone is like, oh, if we go there and we do bad and we make a mistake, but we have to deal with the mistake, it's yeah. football is mm-hmm. a game of mistake, if no nobody can score, but but yeah, totally. everyone is different. In every dressing room that I've ever been in, you've got some...
1: I mean, dressing room now, they're, they're huge now. So you, you've got the main room that everyone dresses in, then you've got, obviously, a medical room next door, then you've got a warm-up room next door, and everyone's scattered around. So you'll have some that will literally be nervous, they'll be sort of sitting in their chair, sort of shaking their legs and sort of getting ready. Then you would have some that will just be chilled out, watching an iPad, watching a film or a movie. Then you would have some in the warm-up area, having a game of sort of two-touch or just sort of few stretches... Everyone has got their own different routine. Can we tell the have stories th- about some of the lads at Stoke? Go on, and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> You can't say that they and not do, do it, it, can <laughs> you? Go <on> then. <laughs> Some of the
2: stories. So we'd have some lads that were a bit nervous, we'd have some lads with their headphones on, and then we'd have lads that were still texting the misses, like <laughs> 20 minutes before the game. Oh, yeah, I love hearts and all that, wouldn't it? Or, or, or you'd have
1: Crouchy's uh, playlist going on and yeah. Abby, Abby, Abby calling it like three minutes to three. Yeah. She'd call she, like, she, like, never this, she never knew when the games, game was. She never knew when the game was three o'clock.
3: Uh, she called call him, what are you up to?
2: Yeah, all no. of a sudden,
1: the music's playing. All of a sudden, he'd be like... Do, 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 do. And be like What's that going on? Right, it's Abby. sorry, lads.
2: And then she'd text him saying, why, why are you not answering? He's like, well, I've got a game. <laughs> it's just yeah, no, right, Yeah.
3: Talking about playlists, I mean, who were, out of you guys, I'll ask you all, who were the DJs in the teams that you played in? Or was there anyone that you were like, don't let him on the, don't let him on the playlist?
2: My taste in music's horrendous, so... so you would, were the one. I <laughs> would, I would go, I'd go nowhere
0: near it. We had one at England, World Cup 2006, I think. We had, a, we had like, a, every player had a song for the playlist in the change room before, during, whatever. I had Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. <laughs> And it never no, you got, didn't. it never got played, so we got knocked out. And I was cleaning up in the dressing room, and I thought, "Fuck it, I'm going to put it on." <laughs>
5: it, what a it moment? Did, it did I'm go on for 25
4: <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Seriously, Adrian, who,
3: who's the DJ at the moment oh. in Liverpool's dressing Crouchy
4: room? She had the uh, string. To be fair, not? because when we go to the dressing room, the music is playing. So uh, I don't know, maybe it's, it's not you then, is oh, it? Okay. No, I, no, 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 no. no Kidman or some of the physio, I don't know, or a playlist that sound every yeah. time the same. But
1: it's brilliant because the, the 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 music is blaring out loud and the players are all sort of doing this and the man you can see the manager in the corner going, what the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> what is this? And they have to get up and go out. Yeah. They like get me away from this. Yeah, and even now home.
4: the old player with the own iPhone listening yeah. because I like maybe the Spanish song, reggaeton song, yeah. uh, Spanish Latin song. But the other like, like hip hop or AMB yeah, yeah. or something. So everyone tried to motivate themselves with the music. You know?
3: This game this weekend mm. is at Anfield. Yeah. We know how much the atmosphere can play a part in, in big games at Anfield. City, when you were playing, what was, what was the, the one ground that you just dreaded going to?
1: Um, Everton was always a tough place to go. Everton was... Everton... <laughs> Ever- no, no, I say that because you knew... You're just trying like, to keep
0: that one guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
1: trying, I'm trying to keep him happy. Oh, well, there's two. Ever- no, nah, Everton was a tough place to go because you knew that if you come away from there, you had, you, you'd like, you had to f- like, f- really fight for it. Um, but it was for me, it was Old Trafford back in the day because, because, honestly, when they was in their pomp, and they was in their pomp, let's be honest... You was going there, and on the pitch you were saying, try and keep us down to three or four. Like you're talking out to the players, yeah. and they're going, what? And you're going, please, come on. To, to come away respectable. So, um, but that was going with places when I was at Reading Fulham, and we was getting battered every week what anyway. When came so. to-
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about when you came to Fratton Park, 7-4?
1: I didn't play in that game. Oh, you weren't playing? Nah. No. I'll keep you down to seven. Oh, I weren't okay. there, Jane, Sorry, mate. Okay, sorry. Apologies. Go on not then, what moved about to you? Villa. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: what about you? What was the worst place that you, the night before, you thought, I'm not looking forward to this?
2: Um, it's, it's been different over the years, really. Anfield. I hated going to Arsenal. <laughs> oh, my God. They could, they could give you any. I remember sitting to lads before. We were at Blackpool. We went to Arsenal. We were six 0 then. So yeah, we've had a few. I've had a few um, doings over the years. Man City is, is a tough place to go. Um,
3: it's interesting that you say City and, and Arsenal because those two stadiums, the Emirates and, and the Etihad, aren't really synonymous no, for atmosphere. No, just are are they? talking
2: about atmosphere. It's how, it's how they play as a team. Like you know, when you when you played Man City and the, when they were at the they are at the peak, you feel like they've got extra players on the pitch and they could open you up at any moment. And that's, that was the difficult moment, you know what I mean? The intensity of going to Anfield or Old Trafford, but it's... Even, even going to Tottenham, like the, when you play against the big clubs, anything could happen. Mm. And, it's, and it's, a, it's a long afternoon. The,
1: the biggest thing that I could say about Anfield, though, is when I've gone there, and I've won there with Villa, uh, yeah. and, and I've won... No, I've got a draw with when I was at Reading. Mm-hmm. And when you come off, the fans actually give you a round of applause. Yeah. Because they appreciate good yeah. football, you know. And, and I, when I was walking off, I was like, are these winding me up? Or yeah. they what was the club? And they go, "Ah, hey, you <laughs> fucking... <laughs> like, I was waiting for them, so I was sort yeah. of like a little bit like that. But they was genuine, like, pleased with, obviously, what they saw in... in and, and I and it, respect.
2: Yeah. We we beat respect. We beat Liverpool at Anfield with Blackpool. We beat them 2-1. And we actually got a round of applause off the pitch. And, and I think that's just the appreciation that Liverpool as a whole, as a city, have got for... For people, do you know, what I mean, they, they they know how what football players are, and they know good footballers, so it's um, not for them. It's it's a good thing, you know.
3: Adrian, what about you? Currently, what's the what's the worst ground to go to?
4: Uh, I, I'd say uh, one of the most difficult stadiums is Man City away. When you play there, you feel like when I was playing La Liga, when you go to Camp nou against Barcelona, mm-hmm. it's massive stadium. The space around, around everywhere, you feel like you can not defend. Uh, more than 45 minutes yeah. in that uh, pitch <laughs> uh, but also one of the stadiums that uh, made even my debut there in Old Trafford with West Ham where lose was a, <laughs> a sweet and sore debut there but uh, for me these two are the tough one even if I was another player at Tom We've won. They yeah, we all yeah, yeah. Park. Special yeah. place. It's a special yeah. one, and all the thing. Even when you go to the dressing room, it's really tight. Yeah, I think not so, this not kind so of tight a stadium anymore. Yeah. Really tough, not.
1: It'd be interesting <laughs> to see the fans where they what grounds they like going to for away days. Really, is there any, is there any specific places you like going to, like a stadium,
5: Old, Old, Old Trafford?
1: Trafford? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: you like going there. Are there any grounds you don't like going to because you're scared of the other fans? No. <laughs> no, but, no, yeah. You don't like the Den, no? Not many people do. Um, David, what about you?
0: Well, I'm not going to say this because I'm in Liverpool, but I think, I'm just trying to, while you're talking, of the proper, and I say this respectfully, the proper Premier League clubs, I think Liverpool Anfield's the only place I didn't win at as an opposition player. <laughs> hey, listen, been to Old Trafford, done them. Yeah. Once. Um, <laughs>
5: <yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Anf- I mean, I have to go back to one of your early questions. So someone told me about the Anfield Raw. Yeah. So the first game I played for Liverpool was Sheffield United on a midweek. And someone had mentioned this Anfield Raw and, then, okay. and Then the whistle went for the kickoff, And all of a sudden, the cop just went on. I was like, whoa, what the
5: fuck?
0: Yeah, Anfield was the, the tough place. Go to Old Trafford. You expect to get beat. They were the best team for 20 20- years. 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> Eight years ago. <laughs> if this has been recorded, I am falling out once again with Manchester United fans. But, um, <laughs> but that, that was it. They were the best team, so they could beat you. But um, you know, Liverpool, for whatever they had since I left there, we would go, if I got a 0-0 draw, or any, any, a 2-0 defeat... It was a good Sometimes performance. You're happy just getting it. They were two 0 yeah. weren't you? Oh, well
2: done, guys. Two no, well <laughs> 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 Can we still get Sunday Monday off?
3: While you're both on the panel, uh, we can't let you leave without talking to you about outfield players going in goal, and also goalkeepers going outfield. We'll get to that one in a minute. Um, we saw it with Carl Walker getting back in goal for, for Manchester City. Uh, did you two ever fancy it?
2: I started in goal. First did ever really? game was a goalkeeper saved a penalty. And never, never went back in
3: goal <laughs> Really?
2: Yeah, I, I, I actually wanted to be a goalkeeper
3: So what changed your mind?
2: I don't know, just maybe I could kick it further than everybody else and I went outside <laughs> But I actually started, my first ever game was in goal and, and that was it and then I
1: started playing outside What about you, Siddy? Um, well, I started in goal in my garden. I've got an older brother, and he used to put me in goal and smash balls at me. Me
3: too, yeah.
1: And I was like, "This is not fun." Yeah. So I was like, I'm, the, "I'm not a coward to be a keeper." <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my lesson learned from a very early age. David, and Jay- he's obviously got the, got the memo <laughs> early. Yeah.
3: I, I feel like we, we just we've got to delve into incidents in your past. Um, f- Incidents. That sounds so, <laughs> so <laughs> negative. <laughs> a, a at least say
0: occurrence. I mean, a, occurrence. An occurrence. An occurrence. Yeah. A
3: certain Stuart Pearce occurrence. Um, just talk us through that moment. Remind okay, us. Okay. So
0: just for anyone who doesn't know, Man City last game of season at home to Middlesbrough. Um, Middlesbrough were, I think, above us on goal difference. So we win. We get in the Europa. I, I don't know if it was called the Cup then. It was just called Europa something. And at half-time, the kit man goes, Dave, I've, um, I've printed a shirt with outfield shirt. And I'm like, why? He said, you might go on. Now, this is a kit man. <laughs> so 15 minutes to go, the board goes up, and I'm Nicky Weaver's coming on, Claudio Rainer's going off. I'm running onto the side to put on a number one outfield shirt to play up front. What, did Had you... the manager even mentioned it before the warm-up, I would have practiced like my little one twos and all that <laughs> stuff. But he didn't. So, other than fouling every Middlesbrough player, bar Mark Schwarzer, <laughs> winning every header,
1: what was the chat to the rest? Hit the big man up top. Wait, <laughs> just hit me. Just come and play off me. Well,
0: I heard. I heard last week. And it was from Richard Dunn, I think, um, that Stuart Pierce wanted me to be a target man, and he said I ended up playing number ten. <laughs>
3: players saying when you came on (laughs) ouch if
0: it's on YouTube I kick every borough player (laughs) and but I was involved in the penalty and we drew one on and I let in a 34 yard free kick from Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank on a two step run up (laughs) (laughs) he he should have been a goalie
3: (laughs) Uh, last week we saw Ben Foster almost score an injury time equaliser Adrian have you ever fancied it have you ever fancied just getting up there have you
4: done it about the, to score. Yeah. I scored against Everton a penalty.
5: Yeah! <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> he loved you. figured it out. <laughs> In the FA Cup it, with West Ham, it was unbelievable feeling. I I, I scored the I threw my glove off before a strike penalty. It was like an intuition, like... I finished my work in, in goal. Now I want to enjoy it. like an outfield play without gloves. So I tried the penalty score and slide on my knee like I was Andy Carro in that moment. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the stadium jumping to me. So it was a really funny moment. I will remember all my career because it's strange for the keeper to score any goal or, or even a penalty in a, in a penalty shoot.
3: Were you always a goalkeeper when you were younger? Did you play any other position?
4: No, I was an outfield player, like right wing striker when I was nine, ten years old. But then the goalkeeper of my team left the, the city and the manager asked the player who wants to be in goal for the next few games. So I was brave, I was quite tall. I said, OK, I go in goal. And after one season, Real Betis signed me for the academy. So with 11 years... I play until 26 in Real Betis. That's is history. What about you, David? Um, Well,
0: I was... I was pretty shit, actually. Uh, (laughs) I was was the kid in a football pitch at school that would stand in the middle and the ball would seem to avoid him. And there was a guy in goal who was letting loads of goals in. And I thought, if I just go and stand in the net, I might stop one or two and then caught a couple and that and there. then I saw Bruce Grobler and it all went same downhill same from, here, from there it was kind of
3: no. were you always tall when you were younger did you have a greater spurt at any point or at that time you were you
1: yeah I am the on? I
0: am the under 14 13 12 11 player that was always taller than a manager are you really <laughs> he's away? a ringer he's a, <laughs> he's a ringer right,
1: yeah. when you wake up with him, when you get here on your <laughs> yeah. he can't be our right, surely <laughs> where's his card? <class? laughs> where's his date of birth
0: put it this way I was playing full fare on a bus at 10 years old yeah <laughs> well, I did play outfield. I broke my finger and I played outfield. Scored a uh, perfect hat trick. Oh, did you
5: really?
3: Yeah, You've seen a perfect hat trick in the league lately? It you? was under twelve.
0: So
3: <laughs> uh, uh, I'll ask you the question because this has been asked uh, about Pulisic. Is when you're when you're on for a perfect hat trick, do you know it? Do you think about it? Do you, I know what was you was mean left foot, right foot, and then you go yeah, right? I the I next was... one's got to be a header.
0: <laughs> I was balancing fags on my middle finger. It was kind of. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can I ask you a question about goalkeepers making mistakes? If you made a mistake in no, your no, career, no, no, it's the
0: technology on the balls. You
4: know the balls, like when <laughs> the ball arrow, everything's not, not going to work. It's not going to work. Mm.
3: Do you go back in afterwards and you sit with your teammates in the dressing rooms and you've made a mistake? Do they ever get on you and say you, you know, you right. did this, Can you I, did that, I, or is there silence? What happens?
0: I have to bring this back to Liverpool one second. Okay, I came in after a, it was the only one time I made a mistake for Liverpool. <laughs> and, uh... No, genuinely, genuinely. Go for this. You might remember it. Anyway. I went back in a change and went, lads, sorry, my fault. Ronnie Moran... Ronnie Moran, God rest his soul. He went, hey, lad, don't ever admit a mistake, cos there are seven other people in the room who are going, thank fuck for that.
5: LAUGHTER <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: For more about the 20,000, the cop behind they You fucking... To, you. Don't speak
0: to Ronnie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I suppose it's the same question for you guys, because outfield players kind of get away with it a little bit more, don't they, than goalkeepers and the spotlights on the goalkeeper. But, you know, you guys make mistakes too. What was the worst one you made, Steve?
1: Um, the worst one I made... I made a few. Yeah, um, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got two back-to-back red cards believe it or not. I remember so, yeah. that, yeah. Who
3: were they against?
1: I was at it was at Fulham, and it was towards... It makes it worse, because it was right near the end of the season, and I got sent off against QPR, got a three-game ban, my first game back, Arsenal at home, 12 minutes in, late challenge on Arteta, red card, missed the last four games, missed the last seven games of the season. And they're not. I remember the time they're not trying to... Exactly. <laughs> the boys are like someone's booked up an early holiday haven't they Things yeah. <laughs> like, no. and roundabouts. I got
3: I've
1: got fine two and a half weeks wages as well yeah I was going to be me saying that I mean, yeah. trying to sp- spread it over yeah two and a half weeks wages I got and they said how do you want to pay? That and is... I said I'll have a diary debit over 12 <laughs> 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 he got sold in the summer
3: uh, alright guys just a reminder these are the pa- Paddy Power odds um, who will keep a clean sheet so if you think Liverpool will Paddy Power reckon it's 3-1 to one. Uh, Manchester City it's 16-5 to five. what do we think of those It'll be a clean sheet.
2: Kyle Walker's winning goal. You've got a chance, (laughs) haven't
3: you? Uh, Guys, you've been absolutely brilliant. That is end of part one. And please give a round of applause to our very, very special (laughs) guest. You've been absolutely excellent.
0: My day job is helping businesses thrive through disruption. This show is not about business. It's about people who go from nothing, a seed of an idea, something that everybody thinks is completely impossible, and build it into this massive, massive, massive business. There are a thousand different ways to be a huge success. One of the most interesting things that we're learning is that how people are failing is almost as important as how they succeed. In fact, it's integral. It's business. Pioneers is having really honest conversations with people, talking about their business, their objectives, their purpose, whether they're just out to make a ton of money and then quit, or whether they really want to change the world. Pioneers on Joe. Listen to it. Download it. Watch it. I had nothing profound to say.
3: Right then, guys, here we go then. Give it up for the Liquid Football crew!
1: Laura Woods, Charlie Adams, Adrianne, Steve Sidwell and David James. When you come, guys.
3: Rocket, thank you. lost one (laughs) David just wants an entrance all to himself I think he might have gone oh he's gone for a he's just gone for a quick uh, a quick break so um, yeah if you get my drift Um, welcome back everybody Liquid Football Live it's the first one that we've ever done are you enjoying it so far excellent it's, of course, Liquid Football with Joe and with Paddy Power. We'll be talking about the odds as we go through and just give you some uh, special ones for that. Um, I hope you're enjoying the venue as well. I quite like it here, Hinterland's bar in Liverpool. Thanks for having us. Uh, where are the City fans? Are you still enjoying it? <laughs> you're not too far from home, are you? Uh, right, David James is going to be out in a minute. Adrianne, give a, ha- a welcome to Adrianne and thank you very much again for being here. Steve Sidwell as well. Charlie Adam as well. No one noticed. No one noticed. Absolutely fine. That was that was nicely done. Right. So we've covered quite a lot off about your careers so far. Shh. At the back. Everyone's getting... It's you lot by the bar, isn't it? Just enjoying yourselves back there. (laughs) I think they're the people that work here, actually. Um, Let's talk a little bit about superstitions because we had a chat about this outside a minute ago behind the stage and each of you pretty much had superstitions. Actually, Sidney, I'm not sure about you, so we are coming to you in a minute. Adrian, when I said it to you, you said, yes, you definitely have superstitions. What are they?
4: I have a big one. It's my special yellow tower and... Everyone you see any game playing for Liverpool or even Western before for Real Betis, they, if they check, I have my tower in the post. It's a personal gift from my family and they have a picture of my kids, my wife, family, friends mm-hmm. and any motivational phrase, my name, number, and this year you will never work alone. <laughs> and if I forget the tower I feel Really bad. I need my my tower even the night before the game because if not, I feel like I have something loose on my body, a part of my body. So I need my tower with me. I have few towers, one just for the game, and I need to be with her close. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it one per season or is it one? One per years season. Every time. season, a new one. And do you take one out to train, or is it? I take for training the, other, the oldest, the other yeah, season. So I have the new one now, but every game has to be with me. Really? Well, in my back, yeah.
3: You, Charlie, we were talking as well. You've got a few superstitions. What are
2: they? Yeah, I uh, like to cut my own tube grip. I don't know why. I just, I've always done it. I always, I, I've got a certain length that I like to have. At. Um, I cut my own tube grip and I always put my, me. Um, shin pads, me right one on before my left one, I don't know, I've just always done it.
3: And you've never forgotten about it and then realised? No,
2: I've no, just always done it. Have uh, you
3: ever blamed a loss or anything that's bad happened on a no, superstition No, I
2: never blame anything. Nah, that's, I, I don't get that bad at the end of the day, if you're rubbish, you're rubbish. It's, you know, it's nothing to do with the tube. grip. Happen,
1: what would happen if you put your left on before your right? Would you go, shit, and then take it back out <laughs> and do it again? The, the problem, would it? No, Yeah, probably would.
2: <laughs> but um, Yeah, no, it's just I've always cut my own tube grip and some physios try and give me that. I'm like, no, I like to cut my own, and it's, uh, it's just always something I've always done.
3: Did
2: he? I never really had any, really.
3: What about teammates that you played with? Were there any bizarre ones in the dressing room?
1: Uh, if I'm honest, I never really focused on anyone else before the games. Such a professional. I don't know, I don't know if you were at Stoke. You remember the last Sorensen, a little um,
2: Danish yeah. kid? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He was unbelievable. So, he's a young lad... And everything had to be perfect. He had this water bottle it had to have the right amount of water in it. His shoelaces would have to, to be right. And he'd be sat there, and he was just strange, like... Everything had to be lined up. So one day I had enough, so I just kicked it everywhere. I says, come on, stop being angry. And I, it was like he was going to cry. And I went, oh, this must be serious then. But <laughs> every day, even, even if it's like getting changed for training, his trainers would be like in a line, the laces would be perfect you know, it just everything had to be It was just strange and
3: Can we not gloss over the fact that you just destroyed his superstitions? Yeah, did, he, did, yeah. what, was the, what sort of game did he go on to have?
1: He had a shocker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He
2: did have one but no, listen it's a learning learning curve but
1: it's
5: a learning learning curve. It is,
2: but no it's just, yeah, that was, the, that was the, the strangest one I've ever seen
5: What
3: about you David?
0: Well, I, I had, um, had a 48-hour superstition, which meant that everything had to be in order for 48 hours.
3: Wow. So what sort of things are we talking about?
0: Not talking to people in the toilets. Uh...
3: Anyone. Anyway.
1: Where does that come from? Not,
0: not that you
1: talk to, to people in a toilet. Anyway. When you're in the pub, you're like, hello, mate, you all right? Um, yeah, with... I mean, uh, it, was,
0: it was a, <laughs> a build-up build thing, and then as I got older... I had superstitions, and if we won and I kept a clean sheet, then no superstitions were right. If I broke the superstition, kept a clean sheet, then they were rubbish.
3: So what other things are we talking about? No, no conversations with anyone in toilets? New
0: gloves every game.
3: New gloves every game?
1: Gloves every game.
0: You yeah. wore a new <laughs> pair <laughs> of
1: gloves every game. Some sponsorship. Was, <laughs> a lot of money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for the, for new gloves, please. Yeah. Anything else? A
5: There's a few, sponge. aren't there? Uh, yeah.
2: I remember when I was at Liverpool, Reina, he um, got up I tried everything. Sorry. He used to he used to fill up at the home games, he used to fill up at the same petrol station every home game on the way into the to the pre match. And even if it, it was a fiver to put in his car, he'd put a fiver in. Honestly. I would
4: going leave him to tell him.
2: Huh? <laughs> yeah, every, every time he he'd just drive up to the petrol station, if it was a fiver to fill his car up. He'd put a five run and he'd just drive it. And every home game, he'd, he'd, yeah, he'd just fill his car up.
3: Adrian, you obviously share the dressing room with, with superstars as well and people that uh, mean a lot to the people in these rooms. Are there any teammates that you have currently that have got really odd superstitions?
4: I don't know. Because maybe they have it, but you can't feel in that moment. I'm uh, sitting in the coach uh, with Mo... So he loved like call family or friends before the game when in the trajet from the hotel uh, to the stadium. So I don't know, it's a superstition for him to feel confident. I like to listen music and, and don't answer any WhatsApp or call or something. So it depends of the player. Yeah,
3: let's talk about team talks. Um, we'll get onto Jurgen Klopp in a minute. Because I'm very interested to find out what he's like. Um, City, you've obviously played under Jose Mourinho yeah.
1: um,
3: and, and with the most incredible players. Mm. Was it Jose or the players that used to give the best team tours? Jose
1: used to give some like, really good ones, uh, but one that stood out for me by a mile was we was at Valencia away and Jose actually just got sacked by Chelsea and we had to go to the Mestalla to win the Stanley Champions League and uh, before the game... We'd never done the, the huddle outside on the pitch. It was always done in the dressing room. And Drogba called one on. Uh, so we went out for a warm-up, come back in, getting ready. He's gone. Everyone come together. So everyone was together in the dressing room. Staff, players, medical, doctors, everyone all round. But he was in the middle. We had his shirt off over his top. He had the sweat. It's like a Rocky film. with the sweat coming down. <laughs> <laughs> the, hair, the hair going round. <laughs> And he, was, and he, and he, he looked round at everyone. He was like, boys, this, he, he was like, boys. everyone's against us at the moment in the press. Everyone's writing stuff against us. Obviously, um, Avram Grant was in there. He said, that our man just left us. He said, uh, today's a massive game. He said, I look everyone in the eyes. He goes, I wouldn't change anyone for the world. I wouldn't change anyone for the world. Today, we must win. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to bleed for everyone. Who's ready to bleed with me? And he put his shirt over his shoulder and broke the circle and walked out. And everyone was like, wow. And we went out and we won 2-1. We won he scored the winner. We went through Champions League. But, but he was like that. There was times where he would say that it, it, it we'd just be in the dressing room before and he'd be like, boys, give me the ball today. Just give me the ball and I'll win us the game. And you'd be like, what? And he'd go, just give me the ball and I'll win us the game today. And you'd be like, all right.
3: And every time and he did. And
1: he did. And you get so many players that can Back it up. walk the and, walk and, and do it as well, So, and, and he done that. So he was, he was a big game player, proved it over the years.
3: Charlie, for you, was it players or was it managers that used to get the best ones?
5: Um... Paul
2: Lambert was started to do a little bit of videos when we, were at start, when we were in a bit of trouble, going to get relegated in the Premier League, and he started to do motivational videos and Braveheart and <laughs> I had to get that Scottish dig in there yeah, <laughs> yeah, then. But no, he done he done like you know, gladiator video and things like that. And it was it was quite emotional for some people, do you know what I mean? But nah so by that time I wasn't I was even listening. It's just you worry about yourself, you know what I mean? That's that's how it is.
1: What was Stevie like in the dressing room? Stevie was quiet. Um Cara was
2: the loud one, and Cara was—and I think Stevie said it before. Cara was probably the, the 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 focal captain, and Stevie was like quiet presence, you know. Had an aura, but um, everybody looked up to him. But Cara was the one that was—if you had to have a go, Cara would be the one to, to have a go. And um,
1: yeah, could they let us understand him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a few, few
2: arguments. There was a few arguments. Cara had a few go at a few few people. Craig Bellamy was one. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was funny. They had a love-hate relationship, um, but I think Cara was the only one that would probably write, would would say something to Bella's, and um, you know Bella's would just be quiet like that. And it was, it was like, really, yeah. So yeah. Went at it? As soon as Cara said his mouth, Bella's would just be quiet. And um, but no, listen, they were influential people in the football club, and um, still are now. You know.
3: Um, Adrian, who are the most influential players? in the dressing room at the moment? If it's not Jurgen Klopp giving the team talk, which player would do it?
4: I think the captains, both uh, at the moment, uh, Jordan and Millie are big ones in the dressing room. Uh, you feel in the first moment you come to the dressing room who are the biggest boys there, that you have to respect them. And as I have, like a good captain, Man Noble in West Ham, because it was... Mr West for a long time yeah. uh, I could say now these two are the, the most big character on the dressing room I would say
3: David what about for you what about the, I mean tell us about the City and the Liverpool dressing rooms and the Gaunt. big characters and, and and the England in fact the England one probably more was it the managers or was it certain players that were the biggest characters in there who the best team
5: talks Yeah
0: I I think it changed I mean didn't see talking about superstition as well. see walking out without his shirt on and things like that. I, I've told this story before, so I'm not going to get into trouble for doing it. But <clears throat> back in the 90s, before sports science was involved in football, so we'd meet up with England on a Sunday. Probably if you had a Sunday game, you were half drunk on the way when you are approached. <laughs> you got to the hotel and the whole of the England staff were in the bar. Managers, coaches, we'd, we'd have a few drinks, get to bed about four-ish. Um, <laughs> and we, had a, we had a room. It wasn't my room. It was called the Queen Vic. <laughs> and, we'd train, we'd, and we'd train hard. It wasn't about the football bit being wrong, but the culture was slightly different. But there was a core element of the England squad, and it would be Wednesday night, Queen Vic open tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We've got about a game you. Saturday. Okay, so uh, we'd go to Queen Vic. We would play PlayStation, smoke fags and drink beer. But England was a very good team. But this was player-orientated. And then we had a a, a foreign guy from, I think it was Spanish. Spanish? Italian, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, I was trying to get away from naming him. And the, the whole culture changed. We couldn't have ketchup on the table and things like that. And you could see the difference. We had better players, arguably technical footballers but it was more management led um but the old days were were interesting and good and you know euro 96 we all remember the song some of us have danced to it on tv (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: (laughs) and how did that go
0: (laughs) yeah thanks for that that's why i'm sat here
3: (laughs) adrian we we hear a lot about jürgen klopp's pre-match team talks we've heard them about the Champions League, especially the one just before Barcelona, the second leg. What, what, has he been very influential in the games that you've been involved with? Does one stand out for you?
4: Yes, uh, I think uh, Jürgen... <laughs> <laughs> when Jürgen had this uh, chat with us before the game, he tried to, to touch the emotion over the players. I think the the old school of, from the manager show you in the wall like PowerPoint with all the tactics what you have to do, what you have to uh, protect there, there. But you just need two papers uh, with starting eleven, with some wall and man marking for the set pieces, and then I start talking about the game. What we think is going to happen. What we have to react. Where we. Can hurt them. Where we have to uh, try to protect when we are attacking. So are more like uh, easy stuff. That is that because gonna he knows he's game. got
2: good players? Sorry, is that is that because he knows he's got top players? You know, Salah, Firmino, Yeah, I Mane. Think he
4: knows. He knows. He trusts to go and really play. really professional. And, that everyone have to know and be clear what you have to do in the game. So. he it doesn't need to explain again just uh, 2 hours before the game
2: what is it, all tactic because most levels of the big ones if they if they apply the self attitude and they work hard, the quality is better than most premier league teams so they're going to win the game anyway it's only if they drop below that standard then they're going to have a difficult afternoon and when you have got a top manager with top players it's i'm going to say it's easy but you know you It's easy. It's easy, (laughs) yeah. You win win leagues, basically. (laughs) And I hope you do win the league this year.
4: Yeah, but you have to deal with big names. So you have to make sure the group is... Together. Together. Yes, together. And everyone together is stronger than one individually. So he he makes sure every game, uh, the shot before the game, to feel like everyone... uh, fighting for the same target.
3: A great man-manager. Let's focus on the game this weekend then because it's interesting for so many different reasons. Manchester City, you've got to go to Anfield and do it this time. Who is it a bigger game for, City?
1: Um, it's a bigger game for City, I think, um, just because of the, the, the points difference. You could say it's a big game for Liverpool because if they win, it puts them in a
3: suddenly you're nine points clear, a
1: really healthy position. But I think all the pressure's on City to go there. Um, if I'm honest, I think it's, it's going to be a big Liverpool day. Yeah, I really fancy Liverpool strongly.
4: Thank you.
1: And I am no, not, not, not just saying it. I'm not just saying it because I'm here. I don't, he, he wants I don't to go home tonight. Can, yeah. I don't, right. I don't think you can write off a Pep team. I don't think you can, and they've got quality players, but I just think at the moment, the way that Liverpool are playing, um, and it's going to be... Uh, the atmosphere is going to be electric, and I just can see them, when the first whistle goes, they're going to come out the blocks.
3: What do you think, Charlie? Where's it going to be won and lost?
2: Well, Man City are struggling defensively, aren't they? Um, doubt about the goalkeeper. Um, midfield is always going to be the battle, if they can get up or end. but I think... Liverpool could come out and, and start the game like they did in that... Cha- remember the Champions League game? They would end up 3-4-0 or four nil up, and then they, they come back. But I, I think Liverpool just edge it 2-1. Um,
3: David, what, what do you think? Is, in, is anybody on the side of Manchester City in this game? Do you think City can do it?
0: Why, why are you looking at me as a Man City representative on this panel? <laughs> <laughs> I might play it up front for them. Could you play striker
1: for them? That's why. <laughs> no, sorry, number 10. <laughs>
0: I've got a slightly different perspective on it because if you think about Liverpool last season, they lost one game.
3: And that was City. And
0: that was against Man City, yeah. So if, they, if you want to say about the pressure, well, the one side they, in fact, not just about losing to Man City, the one side they didn't beat. Um, however, Steve McManaman once said at a Champions League um, chat, top players want to play in top games. Liverpool are European champions, and they want to be Premier League champions for the first time. This is arguably the biggest game. So if you've got big-game players, this is the one you want to turn up for. Man City don't mind losing games. I don't mean they want to lose games, but last season they lost four games and still recorded 98 points. So they they are a quality outfit. They've overturned a 10-point deficit and still won the league as they did last season. But I think the... If there is a pressure bit, then it arguably is on Liverpool because this is the side that they haven't beaten. Mm-hmm. But this is a Liverpool side who are also on a very good run. Mm. And they're at home. And I am in Liverpool. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I was at Melbourne today. Saw my favourite player, James Milner. A uh, little story. James. Milner. So, World Cup 2010. England lose... Just really close game to Germany. Really, really close. Until the second goal. Um, All the players and the staff, bar one, went to the bar to commiserate. Where's Millie doing a fucking (laughs) (laughs) warm-down? Doing a warm-down. That's why I love him.
3: Isn't he, that just him, though? Isn't James that what Roll, makes him what James he is? James
1: Milner. Oh, my goodness. He's, 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 he's something
3: special, he's, isn't
1: he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll get... He'll Adrian, what, what's
3: he here. like to have James Milner around? Does he ever stop working? Is he yeah, a, an he, example uh, to all of you?
4: You can see how big professional is he. Yeah. Yeah. He's the first one doing the warming up uh, in the gym. He finish and he get changed and do some gym again or some compensation, some extra uh, exercise or... As I say, he's, he's one of the biggest uh, uh, guys in the dressing room. So uh, you respect this kind of people because you see they are massive professional, and, and you, are, you you have to compare with this kind of player. You know? mm-hmm.
3: Has the mood at the moment at Melwood changed because you've got Manchester City this weekend? Or does it feel like any other game for the players?
4: <laughs> so to be fair, it will be... a great game open game uh, we start preparing the game from today because yesterday we have day off and the other day we play the Champions League day off yeah, never day, get off. A day off yeah <laughs> Man City we're playing we that. have <laughs> day off it's a good thing uh, so everyone could watch the Man City game as well and mm. analyze them no? I think we know each other really well, Man City and Liverpool, they know each other really well and obviously it will be a great game massive three point. but the season will finish in May mm. so we want to try to to win the game and, and open that gap and they, do, they will do the reverse thing. but after that game we have to face many more games so it will we'll be no decisive game for me to be fair
3: and it's a busy schedule, isn't it? There's a lot of games yeah. coming up mm. in quick succession. How does that make you feel when you see all these fixtures coming up? clock must be ticking. He's thinking he's going to play. <laughs> <laughs> For him, it's great. <laughs> For me,
4: it's great because more games, more opportunity to play. But uh, yeah, you, if you see the schedule from now after that uh, international break, it, we play every three or four days. So nice week be... in Qatar. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I will play against Aston Villa. <laughs> 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 so we'll see. <laughs> to be fair, now is the toughest period in Premier League. Mm. Uh, even the Christmas are coming. We have our families at home. Mm. We, you can spend a long time with them because you have to train and play and travel and be in the hotel. Uh, but we really enjoy doing that. So we hope to uh, pass this period and and face the new year being in the top mm. of the table and having this good gap for, for us. Two,
3: two fixtures in particular I want to ask you about. Are you hoping, which would you prefer to play in? The Carabao Cup against Villa or would you rather go to Qatar and play in the Club World Cup?
4: I prefer to play the Carabao Cup and fly straight away to Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Yeah, both. Very
5: good answer.
3: We need to represent Manchester City a little bit more Because we've yeah. been very heavy on Liverpool They've got their problems at the moment, Charlie and, um, and we know that defensively That's where it is I mean, How is this game If you were, if you were Pep Guardiola You're heading into this game How are you going to line up against Liverpool?
2: Well, you've got the best central midfielder in the world You've got one of the best strikers in the world mm-hmm. You've got the best left winger in the world um, It's not a bad team, is it, really? You know, De Bruyne, Aguero, Sterling. So <laughs> you
5: don't even believe that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did did Man, he say he's right?
2: Pep's going to be confident. They're going to be confident going into Thank the game. The, the squad's good enough. They've got the, right, the good players. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a huge game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a huge, <laughs> game. Oh, it's oh, a so huge game for Man City. <laughs> um, I think if they don't lose the game, I think they'll be happy with that.
1: It's a big game, is it? If they win, if they win, it throws down a massive marker, doesn't it? How do you Going, th- going into this Christmas period, how we all you know how busy Pep's- Christmas is. Yeah. And, and, and a little chink in the armour to Liverpool before this... Yeah. Their heavy finished. schedule as well yeah. is like... How do you think Pep
2: was thinking last week? 94th minute, it's 1-1 at Villa Park. They've got 2-1 and then Manny yeah. comes up and...
3: Well, he spoke about believe, it, didn't he? It. He spoke about it, and he mentioned Mane diving. Yeah, and we don't see, we don't really see. Pep a dive. There was there the was contact.
1: Like I was told he started. <laughs> there was contact. It, it was, was a penalty, as and well. VAR <laughs> got it wrong. <laughs> I was not, sure. not going to
3: okay. mention VAR. No, no, no. Yeah, this is a VAR free zone. Let's not get onto that conversation now. Um, but what about the reaction, though? So take away the, the idea that he, he dived or not. He did get booked for it. But what about Pep's reaction? Did you expect him to come out and say something like that, David?
0: Uh, do I get my analytical head on here? Unfortunately, I, that, if I had seen the full interview, I would understand the context of the answer. Um, Obviously, it's a big game, and Pep may only need to say a couple of words and it will get spun into something else. Um, Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola are the best managers in world football. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch... Seriously. Yeah. I don't, I, you watch Jurgen, and I, I've loved him from day one, the most awkward question in any interview, he laughs and then answers. And he never avoids the question. Pep will talk about things into the nth degree, and I just look at them, I just think... We are blessed in the Premier League to have two managers of this quality at the two best clubs to be able to watch two of the best teams play football because they are mm. magical. And the I, don't, I
1: don't know what your question was, but it sounds like you swerved that question. Very, yeah. <laughs> by the way. Yeah. I was going
5: to
3: say... I, I, it was a very been, diplomatic I've been, I've been answer, wasn't yeah.
1: and two <laughs> it? Was very diplomatic. <laughs> did, he, did he laugh at the beginning of that question? Yeah. He did a Jurgen club, what We question? laughed,
3: and he answered a completely different <laughs> question. And, and didn't the he? two
2: of them are just totally different managers, is not they? One dresses in the tracksuit with a baseball cap, and the mm. other's cool and.
1: It's but what? is that pressure? No, I know what the question was. But is that pressure that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. We didn't hear
1: that. Is, is that the? F- is, I mean, pressure now building on Man City? Is that the kind of the main games, isn't it?
3: Is, is, is he his pressure God, a pressure, bit? Is, yeah. that, is, that, oh, pe- is he boiling over, or is it mind games? I think pe- games? puts that's pressure that's on thing.
2: himself more. He puts pressure on himself.
3: Do you think by being vocal and saying something like that?
2: Yeah, I think he does. I think that's just the type of person and manager he is. He's, he wants to win everything. He's so in control of everything. Um, I just think it's a bit of mind games, and it spices the game up a little bit.
3: I've got a couple of um, odds just to read to you before we go into our last segment, which is quite fun. Um, <laughs> I like this one. For Paddy Power odds, Jurgen Klopp to run on the pitch against Manchester City during the game is 6-1. to one. <laughs> We
5: Every might challenge. see that again, you
3: never know. Uh, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne to provide two or more assists against City is 9-1. to one.
1: Wow. Yeah, all right, that.
3: Um, OK, are you guys ready for this? Because this is, this is the best bit of the show, really. Um, this is the Paddy Power Challenge don't know if you guys know what this is but here we go um one of you will get the chance to win 250 pounds for the charity of your choice courtesy of paddy power and it's called the footballer facetime challenge <laughs> charlie steve adrian you're gonna dial three of your famous mates doesn't have to be a footballer but has to be famous otherwise we won't know who you're talking to it can't be a mum can't be a wife you're going to do it on FaceTime as well and see if they pick up we're going to go from one to the next to the next and then back round and we're going to do that three times Um, the one with the most responses the most answers you're going to get £250 for a charity of your choice you'll also receive a £250 free bet from Paddy Power as well and if the bet is successful the winnings will also go to your chosen charity now Charlie you're going to go first I need to remind you to record it Yeah. so you're going to call it who are you calling by the way?
2: I'm going to go first one. I'm going to go for the 20 times champion jockey, A.P. McCoy. Oh!
5: Ho, ho. oh ho, ho. Isn't he an Arsenal fan? Oh, ho,
2: ho. He's an Arsenal fan.
5: Big Arsenal
3: fan. Big Arsenal. fan. All right, fine. Are you ready? You doing it now?
2: Yeah. Let me. Okay. Call he's him.
3: actually FaceTiming him.
2: Wow. This guy could be anywhere in the world. Come on, Tom. Please don't answer. Come on, champ. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Come on, champ. Oh no. It could be anywhere. That's why.
5: Ah! Oh my god, he's on it wow.
2: <laughs> Where are you? Tell everybody where you are uh, I was, I'm in Barbados so I was He's in Barbados oh, <laughs> no. yeah, great Thank decision. you very much
1: See you, speak soon Cheers, Morning.
3: Wow. Wow
1: AP McCoy, that's big
3: Ah, oh, City! I, I feel <laughs> sorry
1: a, for
5: you. I'm not sure one. how you're going
3: to follow that, but you're going to need to, Charlie. That was very, very good. All right, so Charlie is currently leading with one FaceTime in the bag. City, who are you going for?
1: Um, I'm going to go with. <laughs> let me think. Let's go with. Um, let's go with. No, I'll go with. Sh- 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 I'll go with Sean White Phillips first of all.
5: Oh!
1: Right. Let's go with Sean Wright Phillips. Where is he? State. Don't know. He's in, the, he's in the States. There we go. Go
5: for it. Yeah, he's in bed! He's in <laughs> bed! <laughs> 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 he's in bed! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> where, where
1: are you? In Thailand. Thailand. In Thailand, Bangkok. <laughs> he's in Thailand, in Bangkok. What
3: time is it?
1: <laughs> what time is it, right? Three o'clock. Um, four thirty in the morning. Ah, oh, wow. p- hey, he's in Bangkok. What have you been up to in Bangkok at four thirty <laughs> in the morning?
5: <laughs>
1: Top I think man, we right, should? You got me.
3: Should a should let point. him go back to bed. Cheers, mate. Ah, oh, that was very good. Round of applause, please, for sure. All
4: oh, right. Oh, we're under pressure. Huh? You're under pressure.
3: Adrian. Adrian, I'm going to come over there because we need the microphone next to you. So
0: we'll you. Yeah, let's <laughs> switch on, places.
3: Thank you. You're good. OK, Adrian, let us know who you're calling.
4: Uh, hey, boss, can I,
0: can I play against that, Aston Villa? Uh,
3: Fabinho, Bobby, call Bobby.
4: I'm going to call one of the best midfielders right now. Oh, wow, Fabinho.
5: Oh! oh.
4: oh. <laughs> it's a good team, man. good teammate, so we'll see. This would be a great oh. get. Yeah. This will
3: be the best one so far, he right? He
4: has to number. Yes!
1: gone It's <laughs> Three in. Oh. It's a good start.
2: Oh. I hope his battery's not low. It's not Come, on.
4: Come on, Fabi. <laughs> All
2: right, hang up. It's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> he's dancing.
5: How long he's do we dressed. let it go for? How long you do we know, let it I go for? I
4: think I called in the wrong number. Because no, no, no. You can have
3: another go. Yeah, 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 you can have another go. Try the next number. It
1: says Fabinho. It's not responding. Fabinho. Look, Fabinho. It's not a bad Fabinho,
5: thing he's two got two up. Oh, he's got two numbers. Okay, oh, he's like that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Here we go. Attempt number two.
4: Fabinho. Second uh, number. He's got a better phone. Come on, Fabinho. Oh.
2: oh. that's better. I'm not sleeping now. That's... times it in Brazil. You're <laughs> <laughs> on holiday. For
1: two, two, one, two, one. Oh, oh. Thank Terrible. you, Fanny, thank Perfect. you. <laughs> oh,
3: you can't count either, Charlie. <laughs> i just
1: try to speed up. <laughs> Where did that go Stay there, stay there. All right, let's swap oh, no? back. Okay.
3: Here we go. Quick, quick,
2: quick. Your right, next, who are we going for? The next one I'm going for is Michael van Gerwen.
5: Oh! oh! Dutch, Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
3: That was brilliant. By the way, uh, I've never noticed how you two look like long lost brothers.
5: Uh?
0: <laughs> 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 yes. David. Was, was that Michael Van Goorin or Danny Murphy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I met you?
3: <laughs> okay. Um, it was, too, was no too, conversation, Was it?
1: It was just cheers, mate. See <laughs> there, know, right,
5: you
3: <laughs> right Sidy, you're up.
1: Let's go for Jamie Redknapp.
3: Oh.
5: oh Come on, Red. <laughs> 5
2: four,
1: 3 2 it Doesn't look good. It's not looking good, is it? <laughs> Why don't you call Fabinho? <laughs>
5: oh, three two oh, oh. 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 Sidi, How can he do that to you?
1: How can he do that to you? He must be doing his nails.
3: <laughs> right, swap places. Here we go.
4: Here we go. Right. Oh, okay. right.
3: oh. You've got a chance to redeem yes, yourself so now. now I'm
4: going to change side. Uh, Is one of my best teammates last year. It's a legend for Man City. Oh! I call Pablo Zabaleta.
5: Oh! oh. oh.
4: be in bed by now, wouldn't he? Yeah, there he is. Come on, Pablo.
0: Look at Charlie. Charlie knows. If he doesn't get this, he's won. <laughs> he, he already knows. <laughs> Everyone's a
5: winner.
4: Hello, Paulino! here yeah, at the program Naked <laughs> <Liquid> Football. <Yeah. laughs> no, face the crowd. You, Let him see the got, crowd. You got me a point. You got me a point. Thank oh, you. Boy, come on, oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey
5: Adrián, at Ten o'clock. <laughs> 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 <Tell> him <laughs> him
4: Let him see the crowd.
5: Gracias,
4: Pablito. Hey. Te amo. I love you. <laughs> See you. He saved you there. Yeah, well done, cool. he saved you. Oh, wow. That's
3: amazing. Right, so we've got two one. two, one. Oh, wait, no, you're not on two. One. You're two, one. Two, one. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Is this strange. One Man City two, player saved me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> X-Man City player.
3: All right, Charlie, you're doing quite well so far. You're on two. This is... So this is your last one. So if you want to really...
4: Do I, do I
2: go for it? And pull a big
3: hitter. <laughs> 100%, you have to. You're leading all, at the moment.
2: Oh, do I go safe?
3: Oh, no. no, don't you, go you safe. You've done
2: two big hitters, you're yeah. going for another one. Hat trick. Okay. Perfect hat trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy could be anywhere. I, could be anywhere. Who are
3: you going for?
2: I'm going for. They just finished the game, actually. They won 2 0. <laughs> I'm going for the new kid on the block, Lewis Capaldi. Whoa!
1: Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Can you say her again? Let's <laughs> again? This might not work, but I'll have a go. Ready? Ready? There's no way this is Charlie's phone. Come on. Five. Five. Four. It oh, no, 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 no,
2: no. could be in the States. Is he in the States?
1: Three. Uh-oh. Oh. Five, four, 3 2 one. I like the oh. effort oh. Oh. I like the effort mate oh. that's a big effort so I mean the Good fact course. you even got train. his number is quite so surprising close. That's a big effort Yeah
3: all right what places
1: So we have our last chance last Roll. chance for me See, Last chance for me I need to go for a big hitter here <laughs>
5: Could you imagine that if you picked (laughs) up
1: Fontoni? I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a national treasure in Peter Crouch.
3: Definitely answer.
1: Come on two meter Peter. Come on,
2: Crouchy. It's Thursday night. Okay? It could be anywhere, It could
1: be get. in the bath with Abby.
5: <laughs> 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 Go on the <they're> crutchy! <laughs> What? hold on a
1: minute. Have you got a dressing robe on there or what? What's going on here? Hey, hold on a minute.
5: What's... I've got a dressing
1: gown on. you got a dressing... Oh, wait there. No. Where's Abby? Where... <laughs> Where's that? Come on, get wave machine. Yeah!
5: Look at that, look! He's got a big bone, look
1: at that. Look <laughs> Brilliant.
4: That
1: Crowd favourite. Crowd top man, you got me a point, love ya. <laughs> wow. Cheers, <laughs> mate. I
3: feel like you need a bonus point for Abby as well. Wow, so what are we on at the moment? Two? Two, two. two. Your... Right. This is winning. You're in a desperate suit. This super. is winning. have you got to go big now? That's right,
4: yeah. I they went really If it's Jurgen Klopp,
3: you win the whole thing.
4: No, no, Jurgen, no, no. It's not going to be Jurgen. But I'm going to try with uh, Sadio Mane. Oh! Oh! He, he's always with the phone, so
1: I don't know. I'll tell you what, it's not a bad one to win it, is it, extra yeah. time? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sadio. Oh I hope he doesn't dive over the couch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Come on, Sadio.
1: He'll answer. God, to win it. Malanay. Last
5: minute. <laughs> uh. Come on, Sadio. Oh. They're all in We'll let maybe it ring I'm, all night. <laughs> maybe
2: him <laughs> and Fabinho are having dinner, then Adrian's phone us. <laughs> 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 let's leave them. Uh,
4: oh... <laughs> Do
3: you, do you want? What, do you want a bonus one? Is there anyone else that you might try? Because yeah. you're our special come guest. Come on, yeah, Come on! Come on! Do you want to try anyone else? Nah. Anyone
0: else? I'm gonna call, yeah. try. Try me.
2: I
4: know her answer. With Bobby. Try Bobby. Bobby. Try Bobby. me. Okay. <laughs> let's try it. with this Come on, Bobby. But uh, he has two numbers again.
3: <laughs> try all of them. Doesn't? You got three numbers by the looks of things. <laughs>
4: uh, okay. Let's try with the English, English number first. Come on, Bobby. Are oh,
3: recording?
2: Yeah. They three of them together, aren't they?
3: Three, two, two one.
4: Ah, oh. Oh, sorry.
3: Adrian, you were close. I mean, no one else. I tried. I tried. I tried. Pablo's ablation was pretty
4: good. Yeah, Pablo was good.
3: Oh, this is really difficult because I, I have the deciding vote on who wins, but I don't want it, so I think we should, ch- we should put, put it to a vote, really. We should put it to a vote. Uh, it if, is- if it's Charlie, ch- cheer now.
5: Dig- and if it's City, cheer
3: now. City? <laughs> I,
5: think, right, I think
3: our winner's Charlie. Charlie, congratulations, you are our winner. See, pass me that bit of paper. Right. Uh, this is just a bit where we wrap it up guys thank you so much you've been such a brilliant audience have you enjoyed yourselves Uh, can we please say a very very big thank you to all of our guests David James first of all Steve Sidwell Charlie Adam and finally incredible that you've even come down here to entertain us Adrian, thank you so much so brilliant uh, Charlie Anning. you are the winner of course this week's Paddy Power Challenge um, your bet what's your, what's your charity that you're putting your money towards um...
2: I'll give my money to Liverpool Foundation
3: yes. Ah. Yes. Hey, that is a lovely touch guys thank you so much Um, just a reminder as well This is our first Liquid Football live event. There will be more. It's come together with Joe and also with Paddy Power. It's going to return with Kelly Cates. She's your normal host. I'm sure she will absolutely love to see you lot the next time they do a live show because you've been so entertaining. And we hope that these guys have been entertaining for you as well. Um, Just a reminder, you can download the podcast. You can also watch it on YouTube. Leave us a review as well if it's a nice one. If it's not, then don't bother. (laughs) You can do it on iTunes. Um, We've also got a Facebook page. You can search Liquid Football and you can find us there. You can get involved with all the chat too Um, don't forget you can also check out Joe's other shows like we said earlier on the rugby one if you're into that with James Haskell TK with Carl Frampton and the Pioneers podcast as well and uh, the YouTube show Um, thank you so much for joining us thank you Uh, just a quick one who's going to win this weekend oh okay pretty even there Uh, thank you very much enjoy your evening go back to the bar thank you for coming thank you very much
0: You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power.